Welcome to Kids Has Some Shit Podcast, a place where we're discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm your host, Ken. I definitely got some shit to say. Today's topic is one that a lot of us are familiar with, especially in this day of technology, if not more so in this day of lockdown, and that is online dating. I'm here to give you some tools to be your best safe selves in the cyber dating pool after taking you down a brief history of what I like to call swipe culture. In the 1960s and 70s, people were swiping through newspapers to reach the classifieds. Classified ads made a comeback in America, encouraged by the era's inclination toward individualism and social exhibitionism. In 1974, you no longer had to go and toss your coin in the pond of dating. Instead, that coin could be spent on what many news outlets refer to as a mail-order bride industry. One in particular claimed it was a picture catalog that specialized in Asian women and only published and sold addresses to its customers. Cherry Blossom would in later years meet controversy as several prominent cases of abuse and murder involving couples who met via the catalog, including the case of Jack Reeves, who was convicted of murdering two of his wives. The case became the subject of a 1999 book called Mail Ordered Murder. Let's skip to 1976. We see the first video dating service, Lord Expectations. I'm just kidding. The name was Great Expectations. To set up your Great Expectation profile, you had to include your name, location, income, contact information, best time to be contacted, education, social, and domestic situation. You had to answer questions like what type of person you were looking for, What are some problems you have had in previous relationships? Would you date someone with children? After which, a specialist would contact you and discuss dating options. There is screening for authenticity, a photo shoot, then a dating video is done in-house. And then, of course, they sent out postcards, which you use to send to anyone you'd like to meet. After receiving said postcard, you can then decide, you know, yay or nay. In 1986, the first online dating service is created called Matchmaker.com. In 1987, Telepersonals, a telephone dating system, is created in Toronto, Canada. I would like to call this the birth of the party line. If you aren't familiar with the party line, you would pretty much get on there as a teen, drop up your family's phone bill by talking to strangers and lying to them about who you were and what you look like. The company ended up rebranding itself in the 2000s and relaunched an online system called Lava Life. In 1989, there's a second batch of catalog women when Scanna International launches its own mail-order bride service focusing on Russian and Eastern Europeans. 94kiss.com launches the first modern dating site, followed by Match.com in 95, JDate in 97, eHarmony in 2000, Christian Mingle in 01, Ashley Madison in 02. It was a website that pushed extramarital affairs only for users in 2015 to have their information hacked and released. Then there's Plenty of Fish in 03, OkCupid in 04, Grinder in 2009, Tinder in 2012, and so on and so forth. Now we got all that out of the way. Let's talk about how to stay safe while online dating. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but ex-lovers and rejected suitors sometimes turn into stalkers. It's a story we have sometimes heard of and often seen in movies. 
While physical stalking has, of course, been around for several years, cyberstalking is a fairly recent phenom and is growing in reoccurrence with the increase of availability of computers and internet across the world. So let's start off with setting up an email account for online dating that will be separate from all personal and work-related accounts. That way you can keep track of online dating communication and be able to easily isolate any unwanted or any inappropriate content. Make sure your real name isn't included in your email address and check that any signatures are switched off for maximum email security. Next, you have to sub your Carfax. When wanting to portray the best possible image of yourself, it's tempting to change a few personal details, such as height and weight. Some of us are shaped like microphones. Some of us are shaped like ants. Some like throw pillows. And others are shaped like a bag of dirty laundry. But people like those shapes. Have you not seen hoarders? I personally don't think that you have to sell yourself like a wet food stamp. The vast majority of people using online dating are just trying to find someone with similar interests and attitudes. There are those who say that dating apps are only for hookups. If that's what you are looking for, that's what you are going to find. Look for Ness, the app, and make it work for you by being clear and specific with who you are and what you're looking for. Is it a long-term relationship, a hookup, or something in between? Let your mind consider the result you wish to achieve and put it there. Say it with your whole chest. It's no need to waste anyone's time. Let's talk about photos. Keep the group photos for Facebook and not a dating app. Keep the photo of your dog laughing or your cat in a costume to yourself. That's cute and all, but we are here to get a date for ourselves, not set up a play date for your fur babies. So have multiple photos of just you, including at least one recent full body photo. Recent, like within the last 12 months. Let's not go all high angle, tight lens, fish-eyed, heavy filtered selfie crazy. Because besides makeup, wigs, and Halloween garb, there is only so much you can do in person to filter yourself. There are some that you might come across who want to take things off the app and start texting, calling as soon as you make a match. Some even put it in their bio. Do not feel obligated to exchange your contact information. If you do decide to have them contact you on another medium, create an alternate contact number. You can get a free Google Voice number. With Google Voice app, you you can check your calls, voicemails, messages without giving out your real number. It can also be used to set up a WhatsApp account. You can also block anyone who comes across a little sketch. Keep your personal number secure and only for people you feel comfortable with. Now let's quickly talk about scamming. Let's discuss the fish of it all. And I don't mean flounder or tuna. I'm talking being catfished by someone claiming to be someone he or she is not. There was about a week when I downloaded Tinder. Out of conversation with a co-worker about how online dating wasn't for me and how I thought about deleting the app from my phone. She asked me to show her the app and how it worked. As we entertained ourselves reading over profiles, she kept stopping me saying, oh, he's lovely. Oh, you should swipe him. I date him or he's my type. My response was the same as anyone who thinks their co-worker's taste is either lackluster or explains a lot. I simply suggested that she download the app herself. She quickly said, oh, I don't do social media, but you should swipe him, you know, set up a date 
and I'll just show up. This bitch must have lost her damn mind. I don't play those games because I, for one, wouldn't want to go on a date with someone who I think is my type and have someone else, no matter how attractive they consider themselves, show up with a different name, complexion, body type, accent, etc. No matter how genuine you might be after explaining why you and the person I thought I was going on a date with aren't the same person or even your connection to that person, I would be disgusted and probably wouldn't in good faith be able to follow through with the remainder of the date. Speaking of catfish, there are other types of fish I'd like to talk about. Hat fishing. That is when a person looks completely different while wearing a hat. That hat could be a fitted cap, a felt cap, or Brazilian curls. Don't do it. It's a little messed up. And let's not forget age fishing. There will be times when the profile in the photos seem inconsistent. Take heed. Yes, it's true. There are those that age like fine wine and others that age like bruised bananas. But if the picture looks slightly grainy or weathered or dated, this might be an old ass photo. Take it from someone who once thought she was going on a date with a military man in the best shape of his life. And what showed up was him. 25 years later, apparently on his paid break from being a deacon, dressed in blue blockers, orange Crocs, an oversized t-shirt, and an off-the-rack Steve Harvey suit. Yeah, let that marinate. Don't be fooled and scammed. And this included being scammed out of your 401k by romance scammers who over a period of time will attempt to create enough of a bond by obtaining a more private method of communication, such as email or phone number, to build trust just to ask for money. These requests could be for gas money, bus or airplane fare, you know, to come visit you, medical or educational expenses. There is usually the promise that they will one day come join you at your home. The scam usually ends when the victim realizes they are being scammed or stops spending money. If you are looking for a sugar baby, there are websites for that. There is no reason you should be unknowingly financing anyone. Did you know in 2016 alone, the FBI received reports of over $220 million scam from victims? Also, watch out for blackmail scammers. These are the ones that will have you do something explicit on video, webcam, or in a photo and attempt to extort money or sexual favors from you. If you have yet to hear the episode one of podcast entitled The Etiquette of Sending Nudes, go there and listen. We'll wait. There's another type of scammer. They're called pro-daters. These chumps you actually meet up with, but will manipulate you or the situation to have you splurge and spend a surplus of money on them, of course, for their enjoyment. I recall a story I heard of a woman who went on a date with a guy she met online. She said, He was well put together and seemed charming. He ordered filet mignon and lobster, bought bottles of Moet, and at the end of the day, he stuck her with the bill. He was accused of serial dining and dashing between April of 2016 and May of 2018. In L.A., he was charged with extortion and theft. The pro-daters abroad, however, will have you meet in their country, where everything is prearranged with vendors, restaurants, driving services, etc. So the wealthy foreigner, that's you, pays for all the expensive accommodations. A study conducted by the British Psychological Society concluded that the sensitive and less emotionally intelligent are more likely to be vulnerable to online dating scams. Emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, 
and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. One of the ways to improve your emotional intelligence is to utilize active listening skills. In conversations, emotionally intelligent people listen for clarity instead of just waiting for their turn to speak. They make sure they understand what is being said before responding. They also pay attention to the nonverbal details of a conversation. This prevents misunderstandings, allows the listener to respond properly and show respect for the person they are speaking to. Now that we understand a little bit better of how to communicate, it should be easy to understand why texting and chatting via messenger can provide a false sense of attraction and connection. It's always easier to build a relationship with the secretary via correspondence than meeting the boss in person to see if they are genuine and looking for the same thing you are. However, if you can't meet face-to-face immediately, there is always video calls. We are no longer in the age of AOL dial-up or the chat line. We live in an age of accessibility and everyone is a video call away. Considering there are so many ways to get a glimpse of your date prior to meeting him or her, such as WhatsApp, Google Hangouts, Skype, Facebook, even IG for video calls, hopefully to ensure or at least help to reduce the risk of being catfished. This also gives us a chance to pick up on physical cues that would be missed on a standard phone call text. On these calls, don't give out too much information. They do not need to know that you have a birthmark shaped like a potato on your left butt cheek or that you have a tattoo of a chili pepper on your ankle. Leave your full birth date, mother's initials, name of your childhood pet, address, real phone number, and specific details of your place of work to yourself, at least until you know each other better. Don't feel pressure into discussing something you're not comfortable with, like them clocking your coins. And if you did not meet on OnlineBootyCall.com, there is no reason this new person should be asking you off the cuff if you are into impact play. Planning a meetup location is so important. A first date is not the time for a hike through a forest or any other remote rendezvous. This is not the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. You are not a dire wolf, and your name is not Arya Stark of Winterfell. It's also not the time for a movie. Are you planning on talking between the breaks in the character's dialogue? No, you aren't. So always meet in a populated public place in an area that you are familiar with, such as your favorite busy restaurant that is not in your neighborhood. It can be a place where everyone knows your name, but not your dwellings. I have a good friend whose favorite hangout spot was SCK in Midtown. But she lived in Brooklyn, a great location because the waitstaff knew her and it was also near multiple forms of public transportation. Meet at a time that is convenient for both of you. All times without a legitimate reason should be a no-go and meet the date there. Don't have them pick you up or drop you off. Drive yourself, take public transportation, take an Uber. If you can't get there on your own, don't go. Now let's plan an escape route. Creating an evacuation plan is important because many people simply don't know what to do when they are confronted with a dire emergency, which would include if someone may be trying to force themselves off on you, perhaps you might be slightly intoxicated, or you just no longer feel safe. When people become overwhelmed by an emergency, it is often difficult for them to think clearly and establish a logical plan from scratch. Know your nearest exits. Any establishment I go into, I make a mental note of the closest exit to me. 
After watching the movie Bone Collector, I even checked the door locks on old cars to ensure the lock isn't shaved down, the windows work, and the child lock isn't on. Cautious or scary? I say cautious with a hint of scary served with a fig port reduction. It is my favorite meal. The oldest dating plan in the book is called a safe call. Basically, a safe call is to have your friend call you mid-date just to check in and make sure everything is going okay. If you want to leave without having to be rude, you'll have a made-up excuse ahead of time. You can always say you're going somewhere later at the beginning of the date and cancel if things seem to be going awesome. I also highly suggest giving the friend as much information as possible about the date, including the location, a guesstimation of when you expect to be home, perhaps a picture of the person you're meeting up with. And another idea, you can just share your location and keep your phone on. You don't have to make a big deal about this to your date, but let them know that you've spoke to someone about the details of the date. This will dissuade someone who is untrustworthy. And yes, I know we all have that friend whose mouth is looser than a wettest stool, or maybe you just don't want to share. How about this? Just write down the information and let a friend know where to find it in case of an emergency. Also, don't leave your drink or personal artifacts unattended while on your date. Know your limit or just stay sober. One of the biggest mistakes that people make while dating, especially while online dating, is drinking and not being mindful that there are some unsavory characters out here who all may not have the best intentions at hand. The National Domestic Violence Hotline reports that more than one in three women and more than one in four men in the United States have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. There are also cold words that can be used with the bartender that alerts them that you might need some help. To be slightly covert, there is a drink that can be ordered for this exact occasion. Ask for it neat or straight up. That indicates that you need an escort to your car. On the rocks or with ice, says you need them to call you a taxi. With a lime or a twist, says please call the cops. Look, do your due diligence to stay safe. This drink is just a Google search away. Now, if you decide for a nightcap, for those of you who have never heard of a nightcap, it is an alcoholic beverage drunk before bed, which is a play on the original nightcap or sleeping hat worn to keep a person warm on cold nights. It's a term that's been used since 1818. A nightcap is not an extra drink to get your night started. It is a drink to end the night. That means you literally only consume one and stop there. This is a suggestion alert. Do it at a relaxing public place like a cozy lounge or cigar bar or a hookah lounge. A nice hottie toddy, brandy alexander or mulled wine is a great way to end the evening. On the other hand, a nightcap to some might stand for a sexual encounter or one night stand. In that case, I hope you have a just-in-case bag or a spinning night bag from last week's episode on you. At the end of the day, swipe culture has been around longer than some of us have even been alive. Again, with the access to social media and web browsing, we all must be mindful, be loved, and be safe. That is all for us here today. I want to thank you for listening in every Wednesday to Kia Said Some Shit Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Kia Said Some Shit questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on the upcoming podcast, leave it there. See you next week, guys.